Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast of the week as we got the Padre game on, a little bit cold, and at the same time, your Padres also get right to it, they're struggling. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> Fuck them. Do you really think they're done, or are you just saying that for effect? Um, I I went away for a week, and I completely got out of the, the vibe of watching them. Yeah. So I probably watched more Kansas City Royals games in the last three weeks than I've seen the Padre games. <laughs> I haven't seen shit. It's just been... Just been, uh, I've been busy. Remember that scene in 48 Hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. when the guy went and got the car out of the parking garage and they're like, the car's been here for four years. Where you been? I've been busy. <laughs> Luther. It's uh, <laughs> a weird pull. That but, was good. Um, I haven't seen much of it, but no, I don't, I don't feel bad. I liked the article that Dylan Hernandez wrote today in the LA Times, which talked about that you got to look at big picture for this team and that it really wasn't going to be 2019. But, Dave, this team... That's what we've said, though, all along. Yeah. That's what was driving me crazy is everyone's in my face about, no, we can do it this year. No, even even Andy Green and A.J. Preller will tell you it wasn't this year. But, look, this team is so much better than the team we've watched for the last six years. That when Paddock loses in the manner he does the other day, yeah, it stings, right? Because we wanted him to go up and kick Kershaw right in his little nuts. I would have lost money. Remember I told you to put your money on Paddock? Yeah. Triggering the Dodgers and never seen him? But then when you read the comments from Paddock after the game, I liked it. Yeah. And Paddock said, uh, I'm a competitor, and I'm looking forward to my next start. I want the ball back. I got basically beat up tonight. And I want it back. And just those kind of things. All of a sudden, Dave, for the first time in a long time, Padre games matter. Not just because we have a $1,000 bet, but for everything going on. And it's a lot more fun. So, no, I I still dig them. I just, uh, I'm glad that they're relevant because they hadn't been for a long, long time. I agree with you. They're relevant. The games are still interesting. What I was nervous about as I asked you, kind of joking, tongue-in-cheek leading into this, is this where they go into that typical stretch where they drop, you know, 15 out of 20 and and it's over because the Dodgers series wasn't pretty. And, mm-hmm. and it kind of showed the the mismatch. But we know the Dodgers are a mismatch. The Dodgers are a team that's competing for the World Series this year. The Padres are a team that will be competing for the World Series, and many of them in the years to come. Just this isn't the team that's ready. The guys that you see, even at the top of the rotation, and Lucchese and Lauer, those guys are guys I think most Padres fans feel are four and five guys down the line in that rotation, not one and two guys in the rotation. Lauer especially. Lucchese I could probably see as a three, maybe behind Gore and Paddock. And you, but you know, my point is you never know who you're going to pick up, right? Right. I mean, if you're that close, then you say, you know what, free agency game, now sure. it's time to play. Um, I'll say this. Who they remind me of and what I, I felt like over the, the last couple of days, uh, I'll give you a fight analogy. Okay. Can- Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez got out of the gate incredibly quick. And then got into a big many fight with with Floyd Mayweather. And Mayweather picked him apart. And Mayweather exposed him. And Canelo was able to learn from that fight. And went back and learned from that fight. Became pretty effective and and schooled Daniel Jacobs on May the 4th. And so I think, Dave, I, I like the makeup of this team. Like the chemistry of this team. I have no idea why Ian Kinsler is still here. But I like the rest of it. I think the loss of Tatis has been big. It has. From just his personality, his charisma, his 
what he does on the field. But overall, I'm fine. But uh, I'm looking forward. I'll be back out there in a couple of weeks. I'll be out there in a couple of weeks as well. You know, l- looking at the way they're they're going at it right now, and, and I'll, I'll just go back to the Dodgers series because I know there are high hopes for the diehard Padre fans and the ones you yeah. and I deal with every day on social media that you go, okay, you're facing the Dodgers five times. The Dodgers could easily be 5-0 if it wasn't for that Kenley Jansen giving up the home run to Renfro. Again, I, I will say it, it, it's two different things. You don't. I understand setting your expectations a certain way, but I don't think you go for 60-something wins to 95 wins. It usually doesn't happen. Teams don't usually do that in Major League Baseball. These guys, when I say they have to learn how to win, mm-hmm. even guys like Manny Machado and sure. Hosmer and guys who've been around this game for a long time understand there's a, there's a little bit of a different process that goes through. Losing Tatis was big. He, he sounds like he's going to be gone another 10 days as well. We do have major problems. You drop Kinsler's name for a second. There's no reason Kinsler is with his organization. I don't know under, anything that he brings. I don't think he even brings the bench quality of why you need a guy like Kinsler when you have a guy like Hosmer. I don't understand where the money came from and what the rush was to sign him. He's exactly what we thought he was going to be. He's a washed shit. up. He's shit. He's a washed up player. Austin Hedges, it's done. He fucking sucks. Austin Hedges should be starting catcher for any team in Major League Baseball. Look at his numbers. How many years do you want to give him? Austin Hedges is terrible. He sh- I traded him last night. To who? I uh, I set up for my kids uh, MLB 19 Yeah. because Matt Vaskersian, and I checked it last night. Here's the cool thing. When you put your kids into the game, yeah. you can take a minor league player improve their attributes and all of a sudden my sons are in the game which is kind of fun but then I set up the roster for him first thing I did I signed Dallas Keuchel it's great to have him finally in the Padre uniform good for you we're excited about that free agent move then I made a few moves Ian Kinsler got the fuck out of town (laughs) he's gone I moved Austin Hedges uh but what was fun was for the the rest of it I kept a, a lot of the guys. Dave, you may know this. Somebody knows this. I have no clue. I thought on these games, you would get the updated. It's locked into the web. And I thought that as long as you were connected to the internet yeah. for PS4, it should update the rosters. I thought it did. But when you looked, or at least last night, unless I'm doing something wrong, I did the update, right? My kids hadn't played in a month. Did the update, set everything up, but no Chris Paddock, no Fernando Tatis on the game. Oh, did you throw the credit card down? No. <laughs> that that might have been an issue. I don't know. I remember when Jake used to play all the time. It was like 50 bucks all the time we're playing because he's updating shit all the time on there. Well, I don't know. And then, uh, so that was last night. I did that. And then uh, it was fine. And then today I had my attorney meeting. Where you go in for the initial... Okay, hold on real quick, before because that's juicy. Hold on one second. On Austin Hedges, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, I moved him. I traded him. Okay. Again, here's the deal. The guy's a career 206 hitter. He's hitting yeah. 167. And I can't stand when everybody... Hedgy, and he, what a great game. He calls bullshit. You know what he is? He's a guy that should play on Thursday day games and Sunday day games. He's AJ fucking Ellis, 10 years younger is what he is. He's uh he's Mark Parent. He's killing. He's Mark Parent. He's killing your fucking team. He's killing this goddamn team. It's time ah, to move but on. He's silly. <laughs> he's silly and he's a nice guy. He's silly. Yeah. Jesus, I, I, I had it. Just too many fucking outs in this goddamn lineup that that kill me. Dave, I tell you, they they're frustrating. <laughs> You're not going to make it on Mount Rushmore. I can't come in here and do Padre talk every night. 
Every time I hear 97, we're turning into 97.3. Nobody gives a fuck. That's not People true. People are subscribing for this shit. Who cares? People like the Padre talk. No, they don't. They People absolutely do. They want do. other shit. They want, hey, <laughs> they, they, nobody wrote hey, me today so they want divorce talk. I do want divorce talk, though. I'm who, curious as hell. Hey, who would you like to go to dinner with? How about that fucking guy? Completely has tapped out. Is that what he said? Quintero the other oh, day. I, I, that, he's probably had listening. it with me. Because <laughs> he said uh, they put it out on social media. Who do you want to go to dinner with? And it came a week after he did Mount Rushmore. So he said, who do you want to go to dinner with? And I responded, ooh, George Washington, <laughs> Abe Lincoln. And I said, uh, ooh, it's a tough one, Teddy Roosevelt. All the guys on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I don't think he got the joke. You don't think he got the joke? That's fucking hilarious. Now, uh, how about your boys today asking if a donut and a fritter are the same thing? Shit. I, just shit. You know it's Trevor Woods crazy. Well, it is, and I had a long conversation tonight on the drive down with Darren Smith, who I checked in on because he he crashed his, he was riding a bird scooter around San Diego, and he told a very funny story that he found himself going the wrong way down a one-way street. Yeah. What else is he going to do? His show's off the air. Yeah. So he was going the wrong way down a one-way street, sees a car coming, so he goes for the sidewalk, determines, because he's an old skateboarder. He's going to jump it? He's going to jump it, and he ate shit and broke his collarbone. (laughs) He did? He broke his collarbone? Broke his collarbone. Oh, my God. That's a horrible x-ray, too. I told him, so I'm talking to him tonight. He goes, he didn't cuss, but he's just like, God dang it. Like, we're all getting old. Let me say this about Darren Smith. Yes. I, I talked to him for a long time tonight. He's doing well. He has the best perspective of anybody I know that has been in this business that has lost a job. Um, he lost that job because of nothing, as I said to him tonight. I go, you didn't do anything wrong. The numbers came out today. You're killing it. I don't know if it helps or hurts. And he said, you know what, man? He goes, when I got to this town, I had pretty low expectations. And he said, the, ra- the wave I was able to ride was pretty incredible. Yep. And he said, yeah, it's a drag. It's over. But he said, I'm cool. He goes, I'm really proud of the shows we did. And he said, I'm able to go to Spain in a couple of weeks. And he said, I'm going to visit my mom. And he said, I don't know if I'll, I'll ever do another radio show here. And I said to him, the thing that I appreciated at the end when he was doing live stream shows. Yeah. As I said, it felt like you had done what I tried to do in our final run at at iHeart, which was take it into perspective, soak it in, so at the end you were able to have closure and you were fine. You said 100%. It's exactly what I did. And he just is clear-headed. He's in a great frame of mind. I just said, good on you, man. And I said, it's that kind of attitude that he'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think he's done. He has more radio shows in San Diego to do. Yeah. That's just my feeling. He's just... Too too big of a, a moneymaker for somebody. I would think. But he's from just chatting with him, and he and I, he was laughing about it. He goes, man, remember that night I met you at Park of the Park way back in 04? I go, God damn. A lot of water under the bridge. And I just said, I go, look, I appreciate you as a friend a lot. And I said, I appreciate you. Because for me, Dave, yeah. I said to him tonight, I go, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I said I would be doing my thing at work and at 12.20 or 1.20, I'd get in the car, go to lunch. Maybe he'd have Daniel Jeremiah or Cassavell or one of these guys on. 
And I said, just for like 20 minutes, it gave me a chance to get caught up. And I said, even today, like it's a void. I said, Darren, I go, it's a weird analogy, but it feels like when your dog dies because you get in that habit of walking your dog every day. And then all of a sudden your dog's gone and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I said, how weird is it like not getting up in the morning? The people that you see at the coffee shop or the the person who works the reception desk, yeah. the, the, the salespeople, all these people. He was there for 16 years. Yeah. He goes, it's crazy. But I just, uh, he's in a great frame of mind. He's cool. He said everybody that's reached out to him. And he said, oh, tell Palais go fuck himself. I did get my ratings bonus. Did he? He got it. How did he get a ratings bonus? Don't ask. He said, but he was dying laughing. He goes, you had Dave's? I go, yeah. He goes, tell that guy, go fuck himself. I did get my ratings bonus. Good for bonus. him. Who would the fuck would pay a ratings bonus for a station that doesn't exist? I don't no know. No wonder they went under. Got a good attorney, man. <laughs> Who does that? Uh, but he's Good for do- him. No joke. He's doing good. That's so- amazing. I wonder if Woods got his. Fuck no. You got a fucking six-pack of Mountain Dew. I was just right before you walked in. I'm looking at Twitter. And there's Woods at the Padre game with Corey Stewart. Yeah, and I'm like, look at this fucking guy. I go, his wife's gonna strangle him. Yeah, he tells you every day he has no goddamn insurance, but he shows up to the Padre game every night. Him and Corey. He'll be living with Corey in two days. Jesus. Um. Uh, oh shit. I I have a little bit of free advice for everybody, and I actually have to give a thank you to Dave Palais and others. When this thing started for me, this divorce and anybody going through a divorce, um, I would just say one thing. The natural reaction, which happened to me, was, look, let's just go in and settle it, pull the Band-Aid and get it done, and off you go. And I, uh, I'm not going to go too far down the road, but everything had been going pretty fine. I still think at the end it'll be fine. But today it's when you go in and my attorney called me when I was in Toronto and he goes, look, I got this settlement. I go, well, I'm on Queen Street. I'm not. He goes, shit, come back. I go, how is it? He goes, eh. Go, Fuck. Oh, shit. So I go in today and I love my attorney. My attorney's name is Dave Demersion. And I would just say for any of you that are in anything, get a goddamn attorney. Get an attorney because when it comes to money and negotiation, there are no quote unquote fair deals. There are no quote unquote fair offers. Everybody's looking out for number one. Yeah. And I get that. As I said to Demersion today, as we were hanging out, I said, you know, man, the further down the road I get, the more thankful I am you're on my team. Cool. And uh, so there was just shit that happened in this deal. Right. And you're like, Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Turn it into John Butler. God damn it. Who the fuck? David. Dave Demersion. Who fucking said this shit? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't turn into former Chargers GM John Butler. But, uh, but this is kind of how your day, this is how my day went. Okay. So I'm in there this morning. And you kind are of you see- in the courtroom or are you in his office? No, I'm mean? in uh, downtown. Okay. I'm in the office. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, it's not crazy. He goes, we're, it's all right. He goes, we got a little work to do. We'll do it. I go, all right. He goes, oh, by the way, uh, everything's postponed for like three weeks. I go, what? All right. How come? 
He goes, shit, I went to a charity event. I want a week in the Caribbean. I'm like, God <laughs> damn. God. It's the greatest, right? I'm dying. The guy's the best. Did he get a phone call saying we got a free trip to Orlando? I get pro- those all the fucking time. He might have won Publishers Clearinghouse. Jesus. But, uh, but I go, okay. But he goes, I, I got you covered. He goes, we're cool. He's had a long time working relationship with the other side. But it just, it throws you off your game, right? Yeah. It just throws you off your game. And I I just felt, and then, I don't know, Dave, you ever have a half day at work? Like half days at work fuck me up more yeah. than full days because. You're looking at the clock nonstop. Right. And you're just, and it's it's just off. It's the whole thing. And you're just like, damn it. And you're just, like, I knew I was coming yeah. down here. And then, man, everything changes. Everything changes because about 5.15, I'm getting ready to get out. And I'm like, I don't smoke weed, but I, I need to chill. Today's the, the day. Today's the day I'm going to go fire up a bowl. Hey, it's legal. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to... Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabong. Yeah. I don't know where he is. I don't even know where I'd buy weed. I'd end up buying heroin and be fucked up in Santee River. And... Uh, and all of a sudden, man, you get a text, and I got a text today, and it said, uh, how would you say your day is going? And I fucking laughed and laughed and laughed because there's somebody who's come into my life that has an unbelievable, uncanny ability to check in when you need them to check in. Yeah. And it changed the entire vibe. Good. Changed the entire vibe. It was great. And I was able to talk to him on the way down and just kind of say, you know, this is what it was. They're an incredible sounding board and just get you balanced again. And so you come through it. But I just, Dave, you and I have uh, a mutual friend that was incredibly close with your wife that didn't get an attorney and regretted it. And others have not gotten an attorney. Man, it doesn't mean it can't be respectful. It can't be professional. But, uh... But make sure you do it. Make sure you do it, especially if the person on the other end is an attorney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I need to say that. That's what happened to my wife's friend. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, you know, I can't believe you need an attorney. Well, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, you find it, you go, okay, this is pretty cool. So what I also figured out today is that no matter what, I'm going to get a bulk settlement. There's okay. a bulk settlement that's coming. It's going to be a pretty good chunk of change. I want to get this chunk of change. I don't know if it's for a week or for 10 days or for four days or whatever, but I'm getting the fuck out of San Diego for a few days. New York, Boston, who do you want TJ yeah. would be great. Uh, that would be Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan's <laughs> been someplace. Prince Edward Island's where I've always wanted to go. Would not mind going and finding a little fixer up in yeah. Beirut. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Syria has been a place that I've always looked forward to going. Yes. Um, you know, just hanging out, walking around and, uh, but this friend of mine had kind of bailed me out. I'm going to get him on the phone and be like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's go and hang out see what the fuck's going on. And I'm looking forward to that. Good. So as long as that's the focal point and not attorneys being attorneys, we'll, all, we'll be all good. And then. I was reminded of this today, a radio story that I've never told on this show, but I'm going to fucking tell it today. Okay. And listen, I don't need any bullshit because this particular situation, handicap, Howard Stern talked about his uh, cancer scare in his book. It was great. Did you get his book? I do not have the book yet. Big fan. (laughs) 
Big fucking fan. Too busy making lineups to get ready for Point Loma. All right, we'll get to that in a second. When Dave and I worked at KFMB, we had a couple of very good sales guys. We had a sales guy that came into me in the studio when we were doing the night show and said, I have a great opportunity for you, and it may make you anywhere, might make you up to about a thousand bucks a month. I said, Well, goddamn, this sounds great. He goes, Yeah, it's a great company. Right down there, they they make their own beer, and you're gonna love it. And I said, Perfect. And I said, What's the name of the company? And he told me, I go, I'm fucking out. <laughs> and he goes, You're out? Why? It's a it's they make beer, it's a they're doing food, it's really cool, and they've got a little bit of money. I go, I can't say the fucking word. He goes, What? I go, I can't say it. Dave, do you have any words right now that you just for the life of you can't fucking say? I mean that don't come that I can't pronounce? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are a million of them. I, right now nothing comes to mind, but yes. Did you ever have one that cost you money? <laughs> no. I was sharing this story tonight. A friend of mine who got me off uh got me back on track. Okay. It's a place that makes beer, and it was Mission Trails, and the word is B R E W E R Y. Say it. Mission Brewery. Yeah, I can't say it. Really? Because it sounds to me, <laughs> when I say Mission Brewery, yeah. it sounds like I've had nine yes, fucking beers that's already. Hilarious. That's hilarious. And the sales guy goes, what? And I go, I cannot say Mission Brewery. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because uh, I've said it 19 yeah. times to make somebody laugh on the phone. And he, I go, can I change it? Can I say like Mission Brew House? He goes, no, that's not the name of it. <laughs> Here's Jeff, don't fuck around. I go, I literally can't say Mission Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, it sounds like you're drunk. I go, that's it. Now, maybe if they like it. Yeah. Probably cost me, no, probably cost me about five grand. Yeah. And now I, I don't even know if they're still there. That's hilarious. But I don't know. I can't say, what's the word that's part of your throat? L-A-R. Larynx. Are you sure, you, yeah. are you sure you're saying that yeah. right? Larynx. Yep. Larynx. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure that I'm not sure we're right on that one either. <laughs> if you think too much, you can fuck up any word. Yeah, but that was uh, that was the whole game. That's funny as shit. That's that's funny as hell. Yeah, no, and that's that's crazy. So I I didn't realize today was the day you were meeting with the attorney. So my after, attorney. Uh, yeah, your attorney. Yeah, so it, uh, it, so it, after you met with your attorney, do you and your your ex wife talk to each other? Uh, only about school pictures. Okay. Because the thing that I said to my attorney was look ask their side not to bring it up at basketball games kind of want to talk about it yeah i have an attorney she is an attorney i want to talk about it and there was other shit that was kind of like brought up that i don't want to get into but like just shit that was said that wasn't gonna be part of the negotiation and then all of a sudden it circles around and it is yeah and you're like fuck god but uh, I I just, it's like, and that's why it was cool to talk to Darren tonight too, because Dave, I, I, I was saying on the drive down and, and I bet you feel this way too. With everything that's happened in the last, I don't know, 18 months, whatever the course case has been, I've been so incredibly lucky to have so many good people in my yeah. life I know you feel this way too. People yep. that we've known a long time, people that we've just met recently that are such genuine good people 
that I've just chosen that I'm going to celebrate those guys and be thankful for them that are in my life. And I mean it from Maggie and Gavin listeners, right? Stevie Woods, Darren Smith, the Palais family, uh, my friend Joe in Toronto and so many others that it's just, it's really hard to sit there and feel sorry for yourself when you got so many people telling you everything's going to be all right. And I, and I hope your situation has been incredibly more difficult than what I'm going through. But, uh, but I hope you're able to find a little bit of that too. Oh, absolutely. Because been amazed. Yeah, it's great. Right. It reminds you that there's, that there's good people out there and it makes it cool. No, absolutely. No, people have been uh, outstanding. I've said this before. As, as bad of a time as we're going through, I don't know if people even go through it without the support that we've had. It's been uh, it's been incredible the way people have stepped up. There are about 10 people a day that I was just going to light up on Twitter. <laughs> There's a guy, Boo Daddy, who wrote a really weird tweet today. And the really weird tweet was directed at Brett Boone. Did you see this shit? Yeah, he uh, he sent me a note back saying he was just breaking balls. And I said, well, Brett's a good friend of ours. We've known him a long time. He won't get the joke. Yeah, that's kind of what I said. Yeah. I just sent him a note. I go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's why he just dropped it. <laughs> but that was weird. Yeah. Then there's this dude, Jake, who when we were at the Alzheimer's thing with Lisa Ann, couldn't fucking blow us fast enough in the park if we didn't let him. Oh, you guys are this and this and this. And then today he's like, on Twitter, he's like, oh, well, there's a reason why Dave and Jeff have a podcast and everybody's begging for Ben. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, no offense to Ben and Steve. I wish him well. Yeah, who, don't, hey, do me a favor. Next time you're at an event, go fuck yourself. Okay? Don't waste 20 minutes of my time when I'm sitting there with a four-time AVN anal queen of the year and don't come over and tell me with tears in your eyes, what a good job I did for you. Because guess what? Those days are over. <laughs> Next time you're at an event, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then uh, you don't have to go fuck yourself. You can go say hi anytime. You know, I'm kidding. And then uh, my favorite thing to do, this is my favorite yeah. thing to do. My friend, Josh Palais, I think there's a feeling like he could, date Lisa Ann like I think he feels like he could date Lisa Ann and they may have a nice life in the valley (laughs) right they'll be up front goofing around playing touch football with the kids oh my god so what I enjoy doing because I'm a dick Lisa Ann is still active in the adult film industry yeah and even today, here's a picture of her with some slap dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a time. So I cut that tweet and I send that to Dave and to Josh. I go, dude, call me crazy. I think this guy fucked her. <laughs> the terrible thing to do to a kid that I, I love like he's my own family. It was funny. But every time, she, well, he didn't laugh. Oh, my gosh. You did. Yes. You laugh every time. Every time she's there with four guys that look like the biggest guys you've ever seen. Hey, what the hell do I know? I think these guys all banged her. (laughs) He's like, shut up. (laughs) I know it's very immature and sophomoric, but I know you left. You laugh every time. Oh, my gosh. It's so damn funny. Oh, man. It's so fucking funny. He uh, cracks me up. Yeah. You know what's funny is she was, I mean, she's been extremely nice, obviously, but she said to him, 
hey, if you ever come up to L.A., you could stay with me. I mean, hell, when someone says that to you, that ends up sleeping with every plumber and pool guy and guys who are just playing basketball in your driveway, when you're 25 years old, you're thinking right. there's a chance. Right. Yeah, he's never made the trip up there. I think it's chicken shit. He is a complete chicken shit. <laughs> Look, if Lola Falana, yeah. when I was his age, said, hey, come on up and hang out with me or come to Vegas and stay with me at yeah. the Sahara, I'm going. Yeah, like I, I don't know how I'm getting there. Might be trailways. I may ride out my Honda 750 Nighthawk yeah. that I'd have to bump start in Barstow, but I'd figure it out. <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting around nervous with the case of the cold sweats. You go, fuck, right? Yeah. You're going. Dave, when you were a kid in Nashville, if Barbara Mandrell's like, hey, yeah. my show at the Ryman's done at 830. Yeah. You're going to be there. Damn right. She wouldn't be sleeping single in a double bed. You see uh, that pole? See what I just did there? Yeah, I, I saw I hate that. to say it. I know that song. Um, I saw Barbara Mandrell in concert, in person. Where? In At... Uh, at um, at whatchamacallit, at Opryland. How old were you? This was two weeks ago. No, dude, I was, <laughs> I was like eight. Barbara Mandrell. I was like eight years old. Yeah, it was. Yeah. was What'd you wear? Did you have a suit? No, I didn't have a suit. I don't know what the fuck I was wearing. My parents took me, though, to that. I remember the first concert I ever saw was Charlie Daniels. Just waiting yeah. for an for hour and a half. Song? For Yeah, for the devil went down to Georgia, waiting for that one goddamn song, listening to him say, son of a bitch, and yeah, freaked out. He's cussing. Yeah, that's it. He's going dirty. Yeah. What's the? Uh, I like that game that went around the other day where it was six concerts, five of them were true, and then one you had. Oh, I didn't see on. that one. I didn't see that one. That's a good one. When you look at it, the Barbara Mandrell would have been good. That would have been a good one. What's funny is when I was about that age, maybe a little younger, living in the mean streets of Richfield, Minnesota, Yeah. my mom took me because she wanted to see the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah. So that was a big thing for her. Which was kind of fun because that one dude had that freaky deep voice. He sure did. He had a little shit yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, he was a little twerp, but he, yeah. He had but that, he had that big like, voice. Yeah, there's always like those random shows, right? Where yeah. you go, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You've seen Oak Ridge Boys though in person? Yeah, it was seven. Yeah. yeah. See that? Isn't that funny? Yeah, the couple of, that's a good one, man. Different concerts. They, I like that one. God dang it, I wish I, I, wish I saw that one. They, I would have been interested to read that one. I think they... I think they actually came through Del Mar. When okay. I worked at Del Mar at the track, that was kind of fun because you'd work the track and they'd always have, like, I don't think they do it at the fair anymore, but but I, I worked out there uh, during high school. So from when I was like 17 to when I was like 22, until I moved to London. And, uh, and it was fun because certain guys, like, They'd have these two o'clock shows for the old fucks like Leisure Fryer. Yeah. So Tony Bennett would be out there. Lee Greenwood, another guy like yeah. your guy Charlie Daniels. One goddamn song. Lee, Lee Greenwood. That's a horrible song, by the way. I know it sounds unpatriotic to say. Oh, you son of a it's bitch! It's a horrible song. Are you part of the Taliban? Yeah. You better change it right now. <laughs> it's a terrible song. You better change that opinion right now. Okay, sorry. It's a great song, and it's the only song he had. Yeah, it's the anthem of the South. Yeah. Jeez. But there were certain, but I think the Oak Ridge boys rolled through on that too. Yeah, and Elvira. Yeah, the greatest one at the fair, the, I told you this, they'd have all these guys that were like one-hit wonders. Yeah. 73, oh, fuck, how'd that song go? Uh, but they had this group, I can't even imagine what this group was like on the road, but they were all like one-hit wonders. Yeah. 
And there was some fucking guy who'd been a DJ in like Tupelo, Mississippi that would be the host of this shit. And he'd tell you everything. And so you never really knew who was on the bill. It just said uh, rock and roll legends. And I'll never forget this guy because he comes out and he goes, uh, this next man coming out is the entertainer's entertainer. And he goes, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of talent up on this stage. Yeah. But if we're, we can get tickets to any show, any band, anywhere. I'm like, all right. But if we're going to pay for one, one person, yeah. it's this next person coming out. And I'm like, God damn, who's it going to be? Springsteen? <laughs> Springsteen on this tour? And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me a great pleasure to introduce to you the one, the only, the legend himself, Al Wilson. And Al Wilson, how we doing, everybody? These are the eyes that never knew how to smile. Like, show and tell? Like, it's a guy from show and tell. Like, I love that song, but you're like, and he had this bright red suit. Yeah. Girl, here is the soul of which. And we're like, Al Wilson. So great. So the next year, he comes back. He does come back. The same yeah. shit show, 2 o'clock on a Tuesday at the fair. And this fucking DJ from Tupelo starts his bullshit again. Same now, one. this is the one guy. And then I said to my buddy, Deuce Spruce, I go, shit, it's the one guy because they're all making nine bucks on this fucking tour. Exactly. And it probably costs you three bucks to get a corn dog in a front row seat <laughs> to see Al. How we doing, everybody? These are the, uh, and here is the soul of which you take a control. And all the people in the crowd are yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, sing it out. Was he wearing the red suit the second red time suit, too? man. Both times. How we doing, everybody? Jerry girl like a maniac. Girl, and here is the man. Need to know where you stay. And I was just <laughs> like, if they they should have had the guy, the yeah. trumpet player, just dun 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 dun. People like fuck, fuck, fell for it again. Can't believe it's Al Wilson. If you're a one hit wonder, you have to be thinking, man, I hit a home run on my first hit. This is the first of many. I'm going to go buy right. something crazy. Right. I right? mean, he, he could have been like uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners. He yeah. could have been something shit like that. Well, like, here you go. Here, Every woman loves this song. Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. I told you my theory on that song. Go ahead. Tell me. I said to every woman, <laughs> you guys all fucking run out. <laughs> you all fucking, yeah. You run out. <laughs> you jump up and down. And you think every one of us is sitting at the table going, Fuck, I got it now. You know what? I didn't really get it. But Gloria, shit. Yeah. You've opened my eyes about the way I've mistreated all of you. And I, shit. Yeah. Uh, the only promise I can make to you tonight, yeah. Connie, is I'm going to make you this promise. I'm going to be better tomorrow. <laughs> and I didn't know. I, I didn't know the mistakes I'd made, but Connie, goddammit. And, and this goes for your sister, uh, Carol, too. I just want you to know, all the guys here at the table, we're, we're sorry. We've learned. No, not what happens at all. As soon as you fucking run down there for your anthem, yeah. we're just like, wow, fuck. Can you believe what's going on in the NBA? What is going on with the league? It's our chance to catch up. Yeah. Nobody pays attention. That song might as well be Charlie Brown's teacher. We don't hear a word. <laughs> not a word. 
But I, I worked at Diego's. Yeah. I worked at Diego's in PBO's, a bar back. And me and the bartender would laugh all the time. We'd laugh all the time. Because that song would come on, and all the women would run out to the dance floor at Diego's, and all the guys would just move over a chair, right? Yeah. Because there was like a, a gap. Like Dave, Gap, Steve, Gap, Jeff, Gap. Just fucking tighten that gap. What the fuck's going on? Exactly. Yeah, we didn't care. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. They all thought Gloria Gaynor. What's your thoughts on Gloria Gaynor? Gloria Gaynor said, I heard her say it before. She said, I've sang this song probably 2,500 2, times in my life, and it bought me a house. You know? Yeah. What about Maxine Nightingale? And so, I don't <laughs> Do you Maxine? remember Maxine no. Nightingale? No. All right, let me see. We'll probably get sued what, for all this shit. That's all right. What the fuck did Sister Sledge do after we were a family? I don't know. What'd they do? Do what they do, do? Were they on? Do you do this game in your head where you're going, what the fuck's the big deal? Like, i give you an example. Rick James is overrated, right? Yeah. Oh, completely. Rick James is completely overrated. Dave Chappelle is overrated. And he made money off of Rick James. Dave Chappelle, to me, is not that funny. No. He, but you hear every comedian giving all this uh, credibility to, Rick, to uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. Yeah. I would say that. Like, there's shit of Chappelle that I like. Yeah. Um. God, I like that. Who's overrated? To you. you know who I like more, Dave, now than I probably listened to before? The guy who cracks me up is goddamn Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah, Tracy Morgan's funny as shit. Morgan I is, think he's Howard Stern's best guest. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Hang on. I'm going to give you this shit in just a second. We're going to do a little one-hit wonder. Go ahead. Okay. We're going to go right in order. I should be able to. Okay. We're going to start with the entertainer's entertainer. Hang on. Here we go. I'm not playing any commercials. Here he comes. How you doing, everybody? Two o'clock on a Tuesday. Oh, it's a big intro. He always had a white guy band. It just yeah. seemed weird that a bunch of fat white guys from Alabama could play this song. It's <laughs> a great jam, though. Here you go. New Let me hear it, ladies. Oh, sorry, Shug. Oh, hang on. Remember this song? No, I don't. Who sings this? Al Wilson. This is Al? This is him. Entertainer's entertainer. No way. He's the guy we buy tickets for. <laughs> oh, that's funny as shit. Here you go. Hang on. Let him hit the chorus. Okay. Yeah. It's a great Al Wilson. And then uh, this was the other one I was telling you, Dave. Do you remember this chick? This was the other uh, one-hit wonder that I remember about that time. Hang on. Let's see if I can do this. Okay. Hang on. Maxine Nightingale. Oh, there you go. Remember this chick? Yeah. I do know this song. This was in Starsky and Hutch. The yes! movie. Yes. Yes. But, like, where's she now? Yeah. <laughs> musical yeah. element we got on tonight's show. <laughs> Dude, actually, it sounds pretty good playing through your phone. How about that hair, Dave? <laughs> She's got a little twer- But yeah, that's it. All right, sorry, Maxine. I have a, I have a nephew who has a big one-hit wonder, and now he runs a restaurant. He's out of business. Who was the, the 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 song, uh, Augustan, the Augustana was the group. The song was Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, and he ended up having a huge song, huge hit, the whole goddamn deal. 
And then it, uh, then all of a sudden they couldn't do it again, and the band broke up. Wait, now was he one of the guys that was sitting here in the garage? No, he lives in New York City. But he wasn't. Yeah, it was his brother. It was his oldest brother. The one of the the one of the kids that's a doctor now. Yeah, that, that's his youngest brother. Just graduated from USC Medical School last Saturday. But did the three brothers speak at the memorial? Yes, they did. Yeah, he was yeah. great. Yeah. Amen. A- absolutely. Better, better to fucking have played right. Like anybody in who got into Major League Baseball, yeah. you play a game. Shit, man, good on you. Probably still gets money. I'm guessing when that shit's played. I have no idea how it works. I don't know. They always said. I heard this story. If you're a songwriter, if you could write like two songs, that's it. You have to hit two, right? Yeah. What do you listen to right now? What's the main thing you're listening to? Man, I'm listening to country music for the most part. Who's your guy or who's your band? Um, listen to God dang a million different things right now. Um, God, let me see. I got right here in front of me different things. I'm just going through. Uh, Old Dominion, Florida Georgia Line, Blake Shelton. You know, even a little George Strait, just for my boy Stevie Woods, who has a big song out right now. George Strait does? I thought he was done. But no, George Strait has a big song right now called Every Little Honky Tonk Bar. Um, I'll tell you who I'm down with right now is uh, my boy Luke Combs. I like Luke Combs a lot. That fucking CD. Do you have that CD? I, you know, I don't buy CDs. But, um, streamline the music? No, but he has, uh, I just buy one song at a time. But he has a, the, the big song is Beautiful Crazy out right now. Yeah, all right, hang on. I'm going to give you, this is the tune right here. She's got the best of me. Yeah, that whole deal, yep. all right? This is the tune I like right here. Right here. It's called Out There. Are we, is this going to, are we, do I need to call Demersion? Are we going to jail for doing this <laughs> we shit? Could, we could. I hope not. But I like, uh, this guy's really, this, okay, this guy, oh, there's always this intro. Dude just looks like every guy I saw in Toronto, too. Really? Yeah, he just looks like every Are you dude. pronouncing Toronto the right way? Uh, no, I got in trouble. Okay. Again today. No, you don't say that last T. Yeah, I found out. It's Toronto. BFG's coming across the creek. C71. Headlight shining through the tree. Okay, wait now. He fires it up there. I like this kid. Okay. Would this guy pass the wood test? Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, I think it would pass the wood test because it sounds like country music. It doesn't sound like something that's, that's in between. Yeah. Something that you would hear on uh, I like PS1027. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got no and time for And he's bitter as fuck because people used to body shame him all the time. So he's always pissed that he's a big guy. People used to call him fat. That's shitty. Yeah. I looked at that... Uh, we were, my kids and I were at Amoeba in Hollywood. Usually when we go to Amoeba, we'll buy a couple of CDs yeah. for when we're driving around traveling. And I said, you know, I heard one of those things, When It Rains It Pours. That song's funny yeah. as shit. And yeah. I said, hey, I'm going to get this kid because I heard good things about it. I didn't know anything on it. Fuck, it was so good. Like that CD yeah. is really good where you go, this guy must have a ton of songs off that. So... Yeah, I don't know. I heard a Luke Bryan song the other day. I was thinking about you. I almost called you. Because you hated it? Yeah. Was it Knocking Boots? Yes. <laughs> it's exactly the song. Luke Dave- Bryan's to the point, he's just making songs that everything he touches will just hit a home run, even though the songs might be kind of shitty. That, that, that's a shitty song. That's a shitty song. The it song last like year was bad. Yeah, where it sounds like the, the summer it. the summer song he made. And the key yeah. to making money, I think, in these songs is you got to come up with a big de- big deal summer song. Yeah. To make you remember your summer, to go, this is what we used to play, but it is a shit song. I always laugh 
when I hear Timberlake, yeah, um, can't fight that feeling, yeah, because I remember our pal Sam Bass. I had Sam on the radio, and Sam, in his very dry sense, said, "Ooh, <laughs> well, I've been told this is going to be the song of the summer, so pay attention." And it struck me so funny because I didn't know if Sam. I gotta ask him. It's been a smartass. Or if he actually yeah. was, and that's when you're doing your job. That's right? hilarious. Yeah, a guy I've known a long, long time. When I, I didn't know. Yeah. But every time I hear that Timberlake song come on, I don't hear Timberlake. I hear Sam. Ooh, that, that's funny as shit. I've been told this is gonna be the song of the summer. So pay attention. <laughs> um, Stones have rescheduled. Yeah. What's the deal? For a Thursday night. Thursday. That sucks. Where the hell are they after that? Where are they have to go that's so goddamn important on Saturday? I don't know. Like the yeah. dates, the original dates were pretty yeah. good where it was Saturday nights. Yeah. Everything was going to be a Saturday night. Everything was scheduled out. Yeah. Look, I mean, considering the guy had heart valve surgery yeah. five weeks ago, I shouldn't really be bitching and complaining. Yeah, that's but true. I'm At least they didn't anyway. cancel the tour. Yeah, but I'm still bitching and complaining because the show's going to be a Thursday night at the Rose Bowl. But if anybody's going... Uh, let's go pre-party. We'll go pre-party at the golf course and hang out. Dave, you ever seen the Stones? Dude, I think never, I've I never think seen I've the Stones in person. Never have. God, they're amazing, man. Think is he's in fantastic shape. He's insane. Did you it's see an, him the other yeah, day, yeah, Dave the, Anson? The, yeah, the cardio that that guy's in is ridiculous. Seventy-seven years old. Shit, man. I was at the doctor yesterday. I haven't gone to work the last two days because I felt like shit. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. I'm, and I'm like, this fucking guy, dude. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm winded where I'm tying my shoes all of a sudden. <laughs> Jesus. When you go, and Dave, the thing is, too, like Ronnie Wood on guitar yeah. is, I think, 75. Richards is no 75. Kidding. Charlie Watts playing drums is 77 fucking years yeah. old, and he's unbelievable. He's goddamn unbelievable. And so. This probably is your last chance to see him. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Like the who? There's no way they're touring in their 80s, right? I hope so. <laughs> Shit, I'll be dead. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I figured out the person who's going to murder me. Oh, you already figured this out? Yeah. I, go I, ahead. The, well, I can't go too far into it. It's somebody you know, too. Yeah, I, I just, I, I kind of started thinking about it, and I was explaining it tonight. Just one of those people. Not Kintera. Hey. He can't catch you. I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind disabling you. <laughs> I tell you what, in the old days, I'd get my dad's station wagon. We'd wait for you outside San Diego because you guys would hang out. Some of the girls, they were a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be waiting for my dad's station wagon. I'll tell you one thing. I'd go right down to that 7-Eleven, get a jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. And probably make a decision I'd regret by running you over in the parking lot twice. Um, <laughs> no, I was saying tonight, we have a couple of people on social media yeah. that are a little fucking nuts. Yeah. So I just told a friend of mine, if I'm murdered in the next six weeks, start right here with this fucker. Because these guys are a little weird. I kind of sound like the coach there. Nobody's ever wanted to murder me. No way. I just murder radio every chance I get. <laughs> Hey, who would you like to have dinner with? Oh, I love that answer. Who wouldn't want to have dinner with Brian Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. What's I tell he you, doing? 
Well, you know, Dave, if I had to give you three, I'd go I'd go a couple of different guys that would be really good. Craig McEwen, former <laughs> Charger, really fun guy. I'd go uh, Arky Sinfraco, and then, of course, I'd go Brian Quinn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, going way back, Dave, before you got here, when I was a little guy, my dad took me out to the goals game. Andre Lacroix, what a player. Boy, I tell you what, we could go to Woodstock Pizza and have some laughs there and some root beers. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you imagine doing that? Oh, my gosh, dude. That's Can you imagine so funny. if you rolled in like 5.15 I go, you know what, Dave? I got the bit that's going to make this place spin on its head. We're, today, we're going to open the phone lines up and get ready. Yeah. You might need an intern in here. <laughs> We're going to do four and a half fucking hours of who would you like to have dinner with? <laughs> hey, coach, you know I'd like to have dinner with? Hey, let me hear it. I'd like to have dinner with your fucking program director. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even when you say, hey, coach, it sounds like you're talking down to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Hey, and then, coach. And then fuck Mark Grant, too, for trying to. And poor Geekster today. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's trying to steal your bit. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, dude. I was so. Uh, as I said before, I was <laughs> I wasn't at work today, but I'm looking through Twitter, and Grant basically has stolen your bit. You're very proud of this bit. I don't know if I. I think I you're mean, proud of it. You, you know, this is one of those things where this has taken off. I created a monster. You did. You created a monster. You're good at it. Costa's good at it. Grant Grant loves to play the game. I usually don't play the game, but I sit there and I love to read them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they give Grant credit for your bit. We'll explain the bit in a second. But I'm like, this has to drive Jeff crazy right now. Well, keep in mind, I just come out of the uh, attorney meeting. So Today's not the day. No, I was thrilled to get the laugh. So Costa and I had this game that we would do at 1360, and we started it on the air. Yeah. We started it on the air to each other. And I don't know if Mike went first or I went first. It was like ping pong. And somebody would say, boy, you know what? I went out and, hey, I just want to tell you, I saw Avatar last night. What a great movie. Really fun. And if you have kids, take it there. And we would stare at each other for about 10 seconds. Yeah. The other guy would start laughing. And we'd go, thanks, Leonard Moulton. <laughs> and we would just laugh. We loved yeah. it. So then Mike and I would just up the ante every day. Yeah. So then Mud got involved. But Mud's version of that game, and here's why Mud didn't invent it. When Mud said the other day he loves something about basketball, right? He goes, oh, I love this, or there's something. Oh, the Kawhi shot. He said, okay, I love the Kawhi shot. It's really simple. Mud always takes the simple out. Where, hey, you know, thanks, Steve Fisher. <laughs> no effort. Mud grew up in Chicago. Yeah. The iconic Chicago Bulls announcer was Johnny Red Kerr. So when he said, I love what Kawhi did, Mike and I were always looking for the most, you know, obsolete guy that we could bring yeah. because that's what makes the game great. Mud always goes for the easy one and all you fucking jerk off. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand the game. He's horseshit at it. Every now and then he gets a good one and I acknowledge it. But the other day, so I told him, thanks, Red Kerr. That's how you do it. So Geekster today goes, Mud, I love this little silly thing you do. And I go, hang on. 
this fucking guy has never had an original bit on his own. Steals everything. So we said Geekster straight. We said Mud straight, too. That's it. There you go. Oh, my gosh. But Costa and I just did it nonstop because we would do it on the air. (laughs) And then Twitter came in, and then we started doing it on Twitter. You know, it's what I told you a few weeks ago. Mud can say whatever he wants. He's going to people are on his side. He's the most loved guy going in this town. He's goddamn Jim Jones in this town. (laughs) Let's bring the babies and the women up front. (laughs) That's all you when fucking Mud talks. (laughs) Can we, everybody quiet. God, there's nothing creepier. You ever heard that audio from Jones? Yes. Yeah, it was creepy. I don't know why I'm... It is creepy. Reminding, but that's mud every time when he talks. Yeah, fucking... Uh, I, I like how you called him out yesterday because I called him out, but I didn't I didn't tag him in the, yeah. in the tweet. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, this is the biggest horseshit thing going of all time where the batter on the Padre swings at a pitch four feet before the plate. That's a tough one to lay off of. No, it's not. These are major league hitters. The but ball you, bounced almost on the grass. But you and I know how that drill is. Just stay quiet then. Because then you just insult the intelligence of your audience. It's just ridiculous. You, you were saying how people don't like Mark Sweeney. I'm a huge Sweeney fan. It, it's insane to me. And then I'm listening to Ted yesterday on the way back from Carlsbad. And Justin Turner gets by a pitch. Him and Jesse Agler. Ah, look at this actor. Guy on top of the plate. What does he expect? And like, He got what? He got hit by a he pitch? He got hit by a pitch. And Justin Turner wasn't happy about getting hit by a pitch his back-to-back games. Look at this guy. He's just looking to get hit by a pitch. I will say this, though, Dave. This is what's really kind of wild. So I had somebody in the organization say to me today, Yeah. Well, these fucking idiots on Padres Twitter make me insane, right? <laughs> I laughed and laughed. But all of a sudden, like, whether you like Padres Twitter or you don't, and and the guy in the organization, I said, it's because that dumb shit Preller said he listens to all of them. But yes. we're, we're just laughing. But I said to this buddy of mine, I go, isn't it great that all of this, Padres Twitter, which I personally love. I do too. Uh, the, the goddamn Corey Stewart thing tonight, if Kinsler gets two hits, is the funniest shit in the world to me that all of us are watching this game to see if Ian Kinsler can get two hits so Corey's got to reenact that girl's pose. That's yes. awesome. Like, I love it. There were so many days when nobody cared. The only guy we had was H.J. Preller and Mad Friars. Now everybody thinks they're an expert. Fuck it. I think that's great. I love the fact that there's people in the organization going, tell these assholes shut up. It's never happened before. And I go, no, I'm not going to. Because we just sat there in in our little abyss for so long that right now we're, we're like, oh, fuck, Sweeney. Ted, you blind dick. Like all this shit. That we ignored for like five years. Oh, Grant, you asshole. You asshole. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's like, funny. The worse the team does, the more we sit there and get upset with the, with the announcers. Or the best. Yeah. Or the better they do. Yeah. You know, God damn it. Greg Garcia is playing great. It wouldn't be bad if goddamn Sweeney got his head out of his ass and acknowledged it. And you're just like, everybody, like, we're all so mad. Yeah. Seriously, we become the Yankee and the Red Sox fan base. Like that, we're that so part is mad. fine with me, but at the same time, not everybody's against the Padres. That that's my whole thing. When I'm listening to Agler, I'm like, Justin Turner and the Dodgers would much rather have a chance to swing it than have him get hit by a pitch. He's not going to steal a fucking base. But he's I, not Craig Biggio. But Dave, I loved all of it. I loved everybody. There's nobody sweeter than Maria Eaton. Maria Eaton Geekster are like the two sweetest people. 
And they, Maria Eaton, it was all over Dodger fans. Yeah. I'm dying laughing. It's so great, man. I'm so, I love every part of it. I just, I love the chaos that this team has created. On Twitter, I read it all. I think it's great. Um, yeah, all of it. I love the fact that Kinsler has made Corey yes. Stewart like absolutely nuts because as bad as Kinsler is, I hate to do this to Corey, who I love. <clears throat> I kind of, and I think a lot of you are the same way. I think the worse Kinsler is, the more we kind of laugh yeah. because it's it's literally pushing Corey over the brink. It is. It's driving him nuts. Yeah. yeah. And when he bats lead off and everybody just goes He hasn't insane. gotten one hit in the leadoff spot the whole year. And then um, the funny, God dang, you know who's kind of, like all of you have turned your attention, it feels like, away from Kevin Acey. Kevin Acey, I figure out what it is about Kevin Acey, by the way, that drives people crazy. He has such a weird cadence when he talks. It's kind yeah. of strange. When he talks, it, it, you but want to punch him in the face. What, See, you what? You want to punch him in the face. Wow. He has a weird cadence. Next time he's on the radio, listen to him. What happened to Heath Bell on 1360? I thought he was part of the Hardwick and Friends show. They were fucking booking that guy like he was Hank Aaron. Like, I like him. He's a nice guy. Do we have to fucking have him every day? God damn. Poor Bert Grossman's trying to get the strike force on track. <laughs> save Bert. Save Hashtag save Bert. Um, but the thing that was cracked me up today was all of a sudden I go and check in this afternoon. And Barry Bloom. Yeah. How long? We've known Barry what? How oh, forever. Over 20 years. 25 yeah. years. I, I got to tell you guys, and, and I don't know that any of you give a shit. I got it. I'm not, I'm not talking down to you. I'm just telling you as your friend. Barry loves that shit. Yeah. Like when you tell Barry, like he doesn't know shit and anything, it, he loves it. That's who he is. He's a maniac. Um, so Barry wrote something today about Urias. It was kind of weird. Like the whole tweet that he... The Padres Urias or the Dodgers Urias? Padres. Okay. Padres. But the way he worded the tweet about Urias was, like he basically just said, that kid sucks, (laughs) is what he was saying. (laughs) Like he'll never be more than a AAA player, and that's why Preller hasn't called him up. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Urias has under like 150 major league events. Yeah, you're you're right. right. He really hasn't had much of a, a go. But all of you wanted to go and fight Barry in the parking lot. And it was great. I loved all that, too. I wanted to write Barry and just be like, fuck you, Barry, you dumb shit. But I can't. But, yeah, Dave, I just like that this team has everybody riled up. I like the guy watching the dryers saying, this is the way I feel every time Eric Lauer pitches. I feel like I'm just watching clothes spin around in the dryer because he's so boring. Like, it is, man, it's game on. It's game on with that Padre Twitter, and I find it fucking awesome. I do, too. I really enjoy it. it. I love H.J. Preller is my guy. I love uh, Miserable Padre fan and not Miserable Padre fan. Drunk Flannery. Yeah. Friars is in the mix. Geeksters in the mix. Like I said, Maria. Maggie, Stewart. God, you guys are the you're the goddamn greatest, man. I agree. I always tell you, man, once that thing goes away, I might jump off of Twitter. It's, it's the most entertaining thing for me. I love it. I love Miserable Padre fan. 
Oh my god, they kill me. I love the. I, I know people. I swears to me. I love the swearing. I no, love. I love the fuck me's and fuck this. And it, I love it. It's like it's just complete chaos. Yeah. Like it used to be five of us just kind of talking and watching, right? Yeah. Hey, Bob Scanlon. Yeah. Hey, none of, does anybody ask Scan any questions anymore? We're just like Scan. You got to stay out of this. This is. An old-fashioned Katie bar the door Donnie Brook that we're hosting, <laughs> and scam. We Scan's don't want... not tough enough for the room. Well, I'm not saying that scam. Oh, I'm be... saying it. He's stupid, too religious. He's got a pocket yeah. scarf. Yeah. None of us have a our pocket square. We're like scam. That's a good-looking suit. Hang on, you just stay, you just stay in the room and watch our coats. We're gonna go out. We're gonna fight Dodger Twitter. Yeah. We're gonna fight Giant Twitter. Who are these fucks? Pirate Twitter? You want some of this shit? You want part of my boy Leisure Fryer? Where's he been? I feel like he's been kind of laying low all of a sudden. He checked in today. You know, it's funny to say that is Leisure Fryer, who I thought was a paying customer of Patreon. He is. I think he dropped off because he, unless he just bought another subscription because he just signed on again for another five bucks today. Hmm. He had been. Yeah, I thought he had been as well. I never got a notice that he wasn't there, but he, all of a sudden he showed up back again saying he was one of the guys today that jumped on. Well, I was worried about him because that's my guy. Yeah. And uh, I just hadn't heard from him on social media. So No, he's one of our favorites. Don't let any of those guys, like if you're any of those Padre Twitter people, yeah. not that any of you give a shit, dude, I just sit there at work and I laugh my ass off all day. I think it's great. I, I love too. every bit of it. I got to knock out some of these uh, guys that make the show go. But at this, <laughs> speaking of knockdown, I'm going to ask you about this big fight coming up. All right. There's a huge fight that I can't wait to see. And you're in the fight game. Something happened where I'm going to ask you oh, about I know your, exactly. your, your, your feelings. About Dante Wilder? Exactly. And so yeah. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But I'm also, uh, I'll ask you a Padre thing as well coming up. But real quick. Go ahead. I, I, I love it. I, do, <laughs> I, I, I love chili. I do want to mention the guys that help this show go. And again, if you support our sponsors, it helps keep the show on there. And Dan Williams is one of the newest sponsors we have. He's a guy right here in the neighborhood. He's the one that's sitting here rooting against me to make sure I pay all you guys your $1,000. Dan's a great guy. And Dan's a guy that's going to help you out because he, he's one of those guys that takes care of people because he educates them. He builds relationships with his customers. Most importantly, he's going to make sure you stretch your money. He's going to show you how to do it. A lot of people go, I have it figured out. You pretty much don't have it figured out. <laughs> and guess what? Most of most of us don't. Most of no, us don't know what we're I doing with either. money. I think it's one of the things we really do a disservice to the young people on showing them how credit cards work, how money works, how to stretch your money, how you can basically have a retirement when you sit there and you go through over and over of your life and saying, hey, the life expectancy is going further and further. How am I going to make my money work if I'm supposed to retire at a certain age? Dan Williams is going to show you all that. Dan Williams' number is 858 858- 688-6813. Jeff's going to show you how to get in touch with them and how you're going to get something free. 858-688-6813. Love the testimony that we got from Matt, who works in the Navy in special warfare. Quote, I was introduced to Dan from a teammate of mine in the Navy. At our first meeting, Dan helped me understand his process and what he calls mortgage management, which had been new to me. Fast forward to this month, Dan and his team have enabled me to keep my first home rent it out, making a profit, and purchase a new home for my growing family. Without Dan's plan, I would not be closer to my financial goals and, more importantly, becoming financially independent. He's a trusted advisor for me, my family, and my friends. That's from Matt, who works in the Navy. It's absolutely awesome. Dave mentioned it. There's two books that you can get for free. All you have to do is go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Again, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. 
Now, you can call him at 858-688-6813. David, it's one of those things where today, like I said, man, there's going to be, I'm fortunate enough that part of this, I'm going to get a little chunk of money out of it. Coming out, yeah. it's a pretty good little chunk. Look, I may just move to fucking Toronto. There you go. I may just move to Toronto. I'll tell you what my buddy Jim did. He moved to the Netherlands and opened up a roll taco stand. Can you imagine that? Is that right? Yeah. Fuck, I could do this show down a wire, right? Yeah, Put in a, no problem. Be great. And then when it's 99 below in February, I'll be back here <laughs> n- not answering any questions. I'll be missing two fucking fingers like the guys in Alive, but it'll be fine. But I was saying today, like, one of the things is, what do you do with that money to make it go further? Yeah. And will I be using it in real estate? It's not a decision that I'm going to make by myself. It's why we're lucky enough to have Dan as a partner and a friend on this show exactly. because he knows what I don't. And when I say I got to make this money go the furthest, uh, I'm lucky. I don't carry any debt. I don't have any student loans. I don't have any credit card payments or anything like that. So whatever Dan says I need to do with it, I'll be able to do. And you should do the same thing. Uh, article the other day, millennials by the thousands are leaving San Diego almost yeah. every month. Yeah. Because of the cost of living here. It's getting incredibly expensive. That being said, a friend of mine had a home on the market uh, recently, and the home went pretty quick. Yeah. So you need to know what to do with the money. It starts with sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Absolutely. It's interesting that you say that. I look at this almost on a daily basis about different places to possibly live. What are you going to do in the future? How do things go? Here you go. I'll ask you right now. What are the three worst states to move to? Worst states? Worst states to move to. Iowa. Iowa's not Iowa one. sucks. I've been to Iowa. I can't think of a worse day than half hour in Iowa. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the three so you don't Hang keep guessing. On. Go ahead. Iowa sucks. Okay. Iowa's not on the list. Well, that's because whoever wrote the list hasn't been there. <laughs> All right. What are the three? Louisiana is number one. Yeah, it's a bad. Because, uh, is it because they're below sea level? No, because they're idiots. They're, they're just and they dumb talk shits. funny. Yeah. They got that crazy Cajun accent. A buddy of mine said he was in Louisiana. He now lives here a couple of years ago. He was in, went through a divorce. Okay. Okay. And he said everything, no computers. It was all written on legal pads. Everything just filed away. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. Well, at least uh, the the paper industry is still good in Louisiana. So, yeah, Louisiana sucks. Mississippi, okay. number oh, still yeah, the number shit. one illiterate state in, in well, uh, fuck. that we How have. many ISs do you need yeah, in your state? No kidding. And then, and then Alabama. Uh, and that doesn't surprise me. me. Alabama's got all fucked up this week, too. So Alabama, I mean, come on. Who are we kidding? Alabama's a train wreck, too. The three best, I, I'll give you the first two because I can't remember the third one because one okay. of them's where you're from. Washington was number one. State of Washington. State of Washington, where the weather there is like it was today, where it's just drizzling all the time. Yeah. You know, people that live there will tell you they're depressed all the time. Yeah. Minnesota, number two. Uh, uh, <laughs> not so sure about that. Minnesota was number two as far as basically what you get out of life, but it is. It's fucking cold. Right. I mean, I'm watching the twins yesterday, and I'm right. like, it looks like everybody's freezing. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking you, to friends today that are up north, and it's freezing up there. I, got, I saw the funniest goddamn thing in that Twins game, because as much as we talk about your Padres, Jeff's a huge Twins fan, too. It's his American League team, and they're playing yeah. great baseball. Yeah. So I'm watching the Twins and Angels play, and 
your boy Jonathan Schnoop, okay, yeah. or Scoop or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? With CJ Cron? Yeah. So the ball's hit back to the pitcher, but for some reason, he acts like at second base, the ball's hit to him. Yeah. Bends his knees, acts like he feels it's going to throw it over to CJ. Yeah. And so this first baseman's looking at the second baseman, and the pitcher throws him a comeback. Or, you know, like, yeah, freaked him out. CJ yeah. Cron freaked him out. Yeah, it was like, I mean, the ball might have fallen, might as well fallen out of this fucking sky. It yeah. was the weirdest fucking thing to watch and go, what were you thinking? Right, the whole thing. Yeah, it was bizarre as shit. He didn't know where the ball was coming from. How He didn't follow it. No. To the pitcher. So here's the thing. If you haven't seen the play, look up C.J. Cron because it's everywhere. As Dave said, it's a it's a ground ball back to the pitcher, but the second baseman, Shoop, makes like... Like he's fielding like, the play. Yeah. And I don't think, Dave, there wasn't a runner on first, There wasn't right? anyone on it. It wasn't like you were trying to dupe the runner who's, who might be going from you know first right. to third. So C.J. Cron, the first baseman, loses track of the ball and is looking to second base for the throw... And the throw comes from the pitcher. Almost hits him in the ear. Yeah, and he jumps <laughs> like he's so timid. What's he so scared from? He didn't know what happened. Freaked him out, yeah. And Rocco Baldelli had the funniest quote about it because they go, hey, what do you make of that? He goes, you know what? We won. Yeah. So I can laugh. Yeah, and I bet Baldelli was like, hey. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, wake up. Yeah, it was it was freaking crazy. The Twins are playing great baseball, though. No joke. I watched him steamroll the Blue Jays. Yeah. It was great. There you go. Uh, speaking of, Jeff just mentioned real estate and how many people are leaving the state of California and, and your home being sold quickly. Hey, it's great your home is sold quickly, but what are you getting for it? The guy you need to talk to is Brian Curry. He'll yep. tell you exactly what's going on in the real estate market right now. He's been doing it for more than 20 years, has made a fantastic living at it because guess what? He gets a lot of return customers. Word of mouth. People know yep. that Brian Curry is going to treat you great. He's our guy as well. We're happy to have him as part of the show. Also, he's your guy for property management. If you're one of these people that say, I own a property, but at the same time, I don't want to sell it, Brian Curry is your guy for property management. 619 Two five one one five eight eight. Well, it's the best feeling in the world. The best feeling in the world is knowing that if I determine I'm going to buy it, doesn't mean necessarily I'll live there. I could buy it and rent it out. Yep. Uh, the guy who's going to help me find the perfect place is BC. And a retired military, former helicopter pilot, and just like Dan Williams, does so many programs for you if you're in the military, if you're a first-time home buyer. I can't think of anybody better, but... If you are one of those people that is looking to leave and you say, man, it's just, I don't want to pay 425 for gas anymore. Cost of living here is going crazy. Yeah. There's reports right now that Sandag wants to put a black box in every car in California and charge us for how many miles we drive on the freeway. Like, it's insane it what is, is happening in this state. And maybe there's plenty of you that are like, you know what? I'm just getting the fuck out of here. Dave told me that the best state to live is Washington, and I'm getting the hell out. But what am I going to do with this house? It's Brian Curry. And you call Brian, you say, hey, man, I got to move my house. Then the great thing is, in three months, when you haven't seen the fucking sun, <laughs> and you're like, shit, <laughs> I got to get back to San Diego. Well, that's fine. Brian will take yeah. that call, too. You come on back, and we'll get you situated. So... Go ahead, follow Dave's advice like a dipshit. Move to Washington or Minnesota. When you come back and your nuts are the size of raisins, 
Uh, just call Brian Curry. We'll get you right back in. We'll act like nothing happened. Absolutely. Don't forget about that brand new pool. You decide to move back and say, fuck it. I'm going to take it all in. I need that brand yeah. new pool in the backyard. Don't forget about Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools. He's the guy to call to make that perfect backyard. You make that pool of your dreams a reality by calling Alan Taylor. Taylor Made Pools. That number is 619-449-4452. Once again, 619-449-4452. Dave, I was looking at the website. I said, I got to go back and look. At TaylorMade Pools because it is really incredible. I watch these hotels and friends that are going to Vegas and and different hotels throughout San Diego. And you know what's going on? They have pools. Those pools were probably built in the 50s or 60s, which is a lot of little kids from the Dakotas coming and pissing in that pool. And the great thing is about a TaylorMade (laughs) pool, we don't let those little kids from the Dakotas in. That's your pool. You hang out there, it's going to look absolutely insane, and you're going to love it. The craftsmanship is done perfect. It's going to be something that is going to increase your property values. So in a few years, when BC comes to sell it, you're going to look at what every other house on the market got, and then you're going to watch your number jump up significantly because of the TaylorMade pool. And the warm weather is coming, believe it. Hottest summer we've had in maybe 20 years. Wow. Wow. And last year was... I'm all cr- choked up. We've had, we've had a crazy year with all the rain that we had six months ago compared to now we're talking about extremely hot year. It, it is changing dramatically what we're used to in normal San Diego weather. Get ready for it because when that hot weather comes, you're like, man, I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to deal with anything. You need to go relax by your tailor-made pool. There you go. All right. And uh, and we also want to mention, of course, we're really happy to have these guys along. Hot Sauces and More.com. Hot Sauces and the letter N more.com san diego egg fest it's coming sunday june 9th 2019 right around the corner from where we're at right now otai ranch mall but we talk about barbecuing all the time we talk about the green egg this is your opportunity right now to learn a lot and experience something that this is really the wave of the way things are going right now if you don't have one of those big green eggs we'll tell you exactly how this thing can help you out and make your food taste that much better uh perfect uh, the date coming up is June the 9th, just a couple of weeks away. 20 to 30 chefs cooking a variety of things, passing out an incredible amount of samples. Right now, it's $60 for a couple. What a fun thing to do as a couple. Or you can go by yourself is uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, only 35 bucks to get in. You're going to go to the Otai Ranch Town Center Mall, which is 2015 Birch Road right here in Chula Vista. If you've never been to an egg fest, you're in for a tweet, uh, tweet and a treat. A um, bunch of different classes, how to cook with wood, pork. The one that's going to be incredible, though, 2.30 in the afternoon on June 9th, how to cook prime rib on your big green egg. Absolutely yeah. incredible. All of it going on from our friends at Hot Sauces and more. There you go. And finally, Kyle Fluger, of course, websites. No one does it better than Kyle. He's the guy to help fix your website up. Don't think you're one of those guys that can do it yourself. Everyone's going to know this guy looks like he fucking did it himself. Yep. Kyle's your guy, 619 500 619-500-6621. means so much because you have to do something to separate yourself from the competition. It really is. It's that first impression. People want to look at it and say, hey, a really sharp website means the company is going to be sharp and I'm going to go with it. You cannot half-ass it. Sorry, you just can't. It tells everybody what you mean with your business. And go look at ours, DaveAndJeffShow.com. That website's a lot better than this show is, believe me. <laughs> All right, two things I want to mention real quick. A Padre thing that's going to take 10 seconds. Carter Thanks. Caps. I was thinking about them today. 
That's Remember funny. Carter Capps, the guy that used to do the slide off the, the rubber and go, that pitch looks legal as fuck. He's a uh, free agent. He's a free agent right now, 29 years old. And it's funny you say that because I felt like 1360 put a picture up yesterday. I guess it was Chris Paddock, but it didn't look it like Paddock. And I was trying to figure out who the fuck it was. And I go, is that Carter Capps, Dave? That's so weird. I looked him up yesterday. It wasn't. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that guy, man, when he was with the Marlins, he was really fun to watch. He was just not have uh, ever come back from that surgery. And Major League Baseball said that pitch he had was legal, even though it didn't look legal. Right. I mean, he was thrown from 46 fucking feet by the time he threw the ball. But he was a guy that was interesting because he was different than everybody else. And I was like, I wonder where the fuck this guy is. I was just yeah. thinking about it before he came over. So That's I, weird. I, looked I him Googled up, it, him yesterday. You did, really? So, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a free agent. And it was just one of those guys we used to talk about a lot just about a year ago. But um, I wanted to ask about the fight because it, fighting is obviously your passion. I love the heavyweight fights. For me, that that's it. Because you look at the small guys and you're going, all right, pound for pound. You always hear that argument. Sure. But when you see the heavyweight guys, yep. you go, this is the golden age. And there are a lot of good heavyweight fighters right now, something we've been waiting years for. But when you talk about Dante Wilder, the, the reason Deontay. I always – Say that again? Deontay. Deontay. Is the reason I always follow this guy is Tuscaloosa guy, you know, Alabama. So he came out, and the big story is I'm going to fucking try and kill this guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he sounds like he means it, not just, hey, I'm trying to sell tickets. It's uh, one of those things where if I kill him, I'm not going to go to jail for it. I'm going to fucking try and kill him. I hate this guy. It's a a slippery slope that you get into. The fight uh, that Wilder has coming up Saturday night will be on Showtime. The problem is that the guy is fighting. I couldn't even tell you the guy is fighting. I looked at his record today. The guy's like uh, twenty and zero and eighteen knockouts. Yeah, there are three guys right now. That, so I'm sorry, it is a Showtime fight, not a pay per view. Not fight. Showtime. Okay, cool. Dominic Brazil. D- that's right. Um, look, there's three guys in the heavyweight division. There's Anthony Joshua from from Great Britain. Awesome. Uh, there's Tyson Fury, yep. who's an incredible comeback story. Tyson Fury was the former champion who fell into it with drugs and really hit rock bottom, ballooned to over 300 pounds, came back in December, fought Deontay Wilder, was winning that fight, got knocked down twice in the 12th round, looked like he was out cold, got up, and that fight was a draw. Um, Tyson Fury should be the champion, but you got to fucking give credit to Wilder, dropped him when he needed to. People want to see Wilder fight Anthony Joshua, yeah. that's the fight to make. But the promoters, like usual, can't get on the same page. It feels old school like Pacquiao and Mayweather. At some point, it should come together. Um, what Deontay Wilder said today was that he's been told Tyson Fury suffered a severe concussion in that fight in December and was told by his advisors, don't immediately go back and fight Wilder. So Fury will fight on ESPN June 15th. Joshua's got a fight coming up. Look, the the fight I want to see is Joshua and Wilder in London because they fight in these soccer stadiums. Yeah. The perfect one to where to fight would be the new Tottenham Stadium. You'd put 80,000 people in there. And it'd be incredible. Yeah, it would. It'd be insane. Uh, Wilder is one of these guys that probably talks more than he should. Very, very likable guy. Uh, personality, strong personality. Scary as fuck. Big dude, man. Yeah. But remember, we saw him a couple years ago at Radio Row. He was walking through and just hanging out doing his shit. 
look, when when fights are not selling and you got to do something, you got to do something to move the needle. And I, I just feel like I don't know what ticket sales are like for this fight, but there's not really a buzz. Um, Canelo Daniel Jacobs on the fourth should have been a great fight. It was a shit fight. Yeah. And boxing right now, unfortunately, doesn't get a whole lot of mulligans. And so people watch it. They get bored. It's unfortunately a little bit going on with the UFC right now. The UFC oversaturated the market, and there's just not really that same excitement that we had five years ago, ten years ago for the UFC, and it's a struggle for boxing. So, Dave, when I see that today, uh, being around the game as I have for 25 years, you just go, fuck, man, just step backwards yeah. because people see that shit and they don't like it. They just don't like it. There's other ways to get the message across. To me, it felt forced. It didn't feel like when Tyson was fighting Lennox Lewis, even though he got the shit beat out of him, and Mike was just saying the craziest shit. You're like, this guy's an absolute maniac. Yeah. When I read the quote from Wilder today, I go, this just feels like a cheap pull at, a, at attention, and I don't think it'll catch anybody. And uh, the opponent didn't seem impacted by it at all. He's like, oh, we're going to go throw hands and see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I am going to watch it. I am going to sit there and watch the fight on Saturday. I'll make yeah. sure I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Just to watch it. The, the yeah. other thing that's going on right now, the problem is, too, with boxing, what was kind of cool is since HBO went away, there's still fights, but you have kind of trouble finding everybody. <laughs> ESPN's back in the boxing game, which is great. Uh, as mentioned, Tyson Fury will be there on the 15th. But ESPN has really fucked up the UFC. And they fucked up the UFC because they pushed everything onto ESPN plus the streaming service. Yeah. Which is only five bucks a month to stream. But a lot of us, I don't know, there, there could be plenty of people that are fully in, cut the cord, you watch everything on Apple TV, and you have no problem. But... There are a lot of people that are like, fuck, dude, if you're not on Channel 206, I'm not watching. And what was really great with the UFC with Fox is it became very, you knew the routine. The routine was on the Saturday night of the pay-per-view, from 5 until 7, they were going to be on Fox Sports 1. Every, every show, 5 to 7, sometimes even 3 to 5, they'd be on Fox Sports 2. Yeah. Then five to seven, Fox Sports One, and then off to pay per view. And then two times a month, there would be a full show. Yeah. Five to seven, seven to 10 on Fox Sports One. Very easy to find. It was routine. It was simple. They did it right. But now they've moved to ESPN and they are shoving everything on this ESPN Plus. It's the same thing that's going on with boxing. Fights are being streamed on ESPN Plus. And then a lot of fights, like Canelo and Jacobs, are on DAZN, D-A-Z-N. A lot of you may have seen that. Started off, it was fine, $9.99 a month. Now it's $19.99 a month, or you can buy a year for 100 bucks. The other night, DAZN had a really good Bellator card where uh, Douglas Lima knocked out Michael Page. Michael Page, a loudmouth from Britain, got the fucking shit knocked out of him, made a lot of people happy. And then uh, my buddy Mike Chandler fought a guy who they hate, a guy named uh, uh, Pitbull. Okay. These dudes have hated each other for a long time, and Mike got fucking uh, a cheap stoppage, got beat. Yeah. 
But that's on the zone. Those fights used to be on Spike TV. And I don't know, man. I don't know if this streaming for the companies, it's working or not working. Uh, WWE got rid of pay-per-view. They do everything on the WWE network. It's been successful for them. But if I said to you right now, Dave, do you have ESPN Plus on no. this TV? Do you have any interest in putting ESPN Plus no, on I this at five it. bucks a month? No. DAZN for a hundred bucks, no. which will get you Canelo fights and everything else. No, nope, still not paying for it. Right? Yeah, I got yeah, I got too many things I pay for that I like. Like I pay for every all these baseball games and NFL games. Yeah, I just I feel like I feel like the fight game, both MMA and boxing, I feel like we we're struggling to figure out where we are. Oh shit! <laughs> he just hit a three-run home run. Well, that's one hit. Yep. Ian Kinsler, Corey Stewart. Yeah, but he needs two hits. Yeah. Um, sorry for that. But I feel like boxing kind of feels like they're in the same conversation with everybody else. And unfortunately, they're not. Yeah. They're just not. You yeah. got to be able make it easy for people to find, put those fights back on ESPN. The UFC, I think, is making a huge mistake. But Dana White will tell you I'm fucking crazy. I don't think I am. So uh, real quick, because we've gone about an hour and a half already. Oh shit! So, okay. uh, but but I want to mention this because it seems like today almost every one of our listeners went to Point Loma High School. Oh yeah, tomorrow! <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. It's gotten kind of crazy. So uh, my Benita Vista Barons team is in the playoffs. Okay. We've gotten hot. We've won nine in a row. Okay. Okay. Good. So we're playing. We're playing really well right now. Best that we've played the whole season. We have a hard time for some reason playing twenty one outs until lately, and all of a sudden our Talent and our hearts are in the same spot where they uh, they're mixing together. So we knocked off Coronado the other day. Okay, okay last Got time I talked to you. Yep, with Katie. And you so they badmouthed you guys, which they hadn't. They hadn't. It's funny as hell because the third baseman says to me, "Man, you guys really want to win bad." And yeah. I said, "Yeah." He goes, "We do too, but you guys are dicks." Yeah. And I go, "Yeah." I go, "We are." You know why? Because I told them that you guys been trash talking us like crazy. We didn't do that. I know, but I told him you right, did. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? What the hell? And then yesterday we go up to Carlsbad. We face a team called Sage Creek that's outstanding. And I think they're like 25-4 and four coming in. Huge upset. We pulled that off in eight innings. We went 7-3. to three. Good. Uh, and then here we are. So we're playing Point Loma in the, the winner's bracket. We win that. We're in the championship game. And, and we're m trying to move forward here. But Point Loma's really good. Out of every team we faced this year so far, Point Loma's right there as, as to me, better than Eastlake. And Eastlake's ranked number one at San Diego. But we're playing at – it's uh, Dana Middle School. That's where they play Where's their that? games. It's in Point Loma. Okay. That's where they play their home games. They don't have a field on their campus. So uh, it's the field that I think David Wells paid money out, like a million dollars into nice. that field. Super nice. It's all turfed out. And uh, we play at 3.30 on Friday. And, but it seems like every goddamn listener on our show went to Point Loma High School. It is so funny because none of them, right? Everybody yeah. has seen the story. This is what I've loved about yeah. today. So everybody has seen the article in the paper from Luke Ramirez, the stories on Padres POV yeah. or KUSI about you and Josh coaching together. We're doing it for Jake, the yeah. whole thing. What I have died laughing about today is all these guys that have supported you and everything yes. is great. When they find out you're playing the pointers, that all ended today. Oh, whatever. Right the fucking window. You. Exactly. Fuck you. We're beating the fuck out of you tomorrow. And I love it because that's the way you want it. So Stevie Verissimo. Yep. Pointer Dave. Billy. 
Pete and Point Loma. Yeah. I don't know if Craig Meaty went there, but he's part of that whole fucking yep. clan. All the guys I love, and none of them have any time for your no, bullshit today. I love today. it. It's I love so it too. great. So, and Pete and Point Loma's like, you're going to be, I can't, no, I can't leave at three. <laughs> but it's so fun because, yeah. There's a lot of heat on you. Oh tomorrow. yeah, there is. It's, it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to, to seeing those guys. I hope they they stop and say hi. I always get people that say I was at the game, but I don't want to bother you. Please come up and say hello. Right, they got to be there. Yeah. So I said tonight on Twitter, I said, "Well, I'm going to go down and defend the honor of the pointers until I get <laughs> run the fuck out." Uh, that is so fun, man. Because those guys, Billy and Pete, yes, Stevie's been and Billy coaches softball over there. You know? Point Loma? Yeah, he sure does. Fuck, I love those guys, man. I love them all meaty. I love that whole yeah. group. Like, I would have, I think I would have loved going to, I love being from San yeah. Diego. Point Loma's a blast. But if I, if I didn't go to San Diego, yeah. Point Loma would have been the school Absolutely. that I would have fit right in with those fucking yeah. maniacs. And I just said, oh, yeah, I'm going tomorrow and I'm going to sit right there with the pointers yeah. and just shit talk you the whole game. Yeah. Because those guys are so damn funny. Uh, give me an honest thing. Can you guys beat that team the way you're playing right now? The way we're playing right now, I think we're as good as anybody in San Diego. Who do you got pitching? And so it's funny you just fucking said that. Because while we were doing the show, I got a text from the kid that's supposed to be the starting pitcher tomorrow yeah. saying, Coach, fuck these guys. I'm not fucking playing tomorrow. Find yourself a new starting pitcher. He, why? So he got a, I don't know. He got a big fight with his teammates tonight. And so I'm going, that's that why. the thing you were showing? Yeah, Josh walked in. I showed him my phone yeah. to go, holy fuck, dude, we don't have a starting pitcher tomorrow. So I don't know who the hell I'm starting. I'm going to figure this thing out. So, yeah, I, I don't know what we're uh, what we're going to do. I know Point Loma's pitching their ace, which is a kid going to San Diego State. He's a okay. lefty. He's outstanding. They have a lot of good hitters, but we're, we're good, too. So after beating Sage Creek yesterday, which was a dominating team in San Diego. I think we can play with anybody. All right. I will be looking forward to updates. If anybody is going to that game tomorrow, Billy, Pete, yeah. any of you guys, or anybody that I haven't mentioned if you're going to that game, please, yeah. in the afternoon, just you fucking guys live tweet every Padre game. Would you live tweet this fucking game and let me know what's going on? Because it's good shit from all the good dudes. And like I said, it's going to be super fun. But all those guys, you know they're going to be chirping at you. Oh, it's fine with me. It's yeah, fine with me. It's right up. You're like Barry Bloom. Yeah. Like you love all this shit. <laughs> all right. Have fun tomorrow. Yeah. We're back here on uh, Monday, Monday night. Don't forget Tuesday night is the Katie Temple event down in Little Italy. We hope to see you all down there. Dave, good luck tomorrow. I'll see you Thanks. Monday. All right, bud.